With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. How are you guys doing? This episode is sponsored by Atlas VPN. Те, кто за новостями следят, те уже знают, Красный Лиман официально сдан. So the time has come, and I feel pretty good about what I've been telling you guys for the past week or so, and I, and I, and I, I said this today, and I've been saying this for the last few days, uh, the town of Lyman is now liberated. It actually happened, uh, which is kind of crazy, because this is, this is war, and nothing really works out to how, the way you plan it. it it's, it's funny, just two days ago, you, you had Putin celebrating the fact that he annexed Luhansk, Donetsk, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Zaporizhia, and now he loses a chunk of it. Gonna throw that one out there. So way to go. You are the master planist. Planist? Pla- yeah. He's the master st- strategist. That's the best way. Good job, Putin. You did, you're doing big things over there. But today, uh, Ukrainian troops have actually liberated the first of uh, Putin's newly acquired cities. The total number of POWs has not came out as of just yet. And I think it'll take a few days because the Ukrainians have actually continued east overnight. And the fighting has gotten a bit more intense as they move closer to cities that are along that main route, that PO6 route we talked about. Okay, I, I, I mean, uh, you know it's bad when you have the Chechnyan leader himself suggesting publicly that they need to actually use a low-yield grade uh, type nuke. In wake of the defeat in Lyman, I've also seen a couple videos that cannot uh, I cannot show here on YouTube because this is the way it is now. They went all out of you so certain they're weird, uh, but it, it shows these TikTokers, the TikTok soldiers of the Chechnyan, you know the the really strong ones. They're learning what it's like to randomly shoot inside of trees, and then those trees actually end up shooting back. If you haven't seen the videos, they're pretty funny. They like end up there. You know, you, we've seen them multiple times. They're like, ah, oh, they're shooting into this tree. They're like, yeah, look how strong we are. But this time. They shoot into the trees, and the trees end up just returning fire, and they don't know what to do with them li- with, with their lives. So I also forgot to share something with you guys before getting too far in this episode. has to do with the fact that the Chinese, the Chinese government is actually setting up police stations. Yes, you heard me right, police stations inside the United States and Canada to monitor these Chinese citizens. Like I, I don't think this is legal, by the way. They've opened up dozens of these things uh, that they call them so-called police service stations and they're to monitor their civilians that are living abroad with one location actually being inside of New York and there's like three in Toronto. Uh, there's 54 of them total spread across 30 different countries with most of them actually being inside of Europe. Details are actually showing now that China is trying to justify these stations to combat the growing issue that frames, uh, it's, it's framing the telecommunications fraud by Chinese nationalists. I, I don't really know what that means it's they're trying to go after the ones that are living abroad i, I think it's just another way for them to, to spy i don't really know not entirely sure what the, the goal is but from the number the, the current operations they're, they're claiming i don't know where they got this from but it's resulted in 230,000 chinese nationals being persuaded persuaded to return back to china voluntarily over the last year alone to face criminal prosecution i don't even know what that means this is very weird so i thought i would share it because i'm fairly confident this isn't legal uh, but it's something, what are, it's, it's just China doing China things, okay? Just so everybody also is aware, just an hour ago, I think it's about an hour or so ago, the Iranian parliament, 
Everybody inside there decided to stand up and chant death to America all at once. So that should help them uh, in the regards to getting their peaceful u uranium projects going. You know, that should help quite a bit. All right. Well, it looks like we're on a good path uh, for World War III in the end times. Or it's something we talk about just about every single week now. So hope you guys are ready because uh, the coming back of Jesus is happening. It's playing all out in front of us. Uh, if you guys did not know as well, uh, we, we've seen a lot of these these mobilized videos of these drunken men, these drunken Russian soldiers walking around in the uniforms. I honestly didn't think much into it and thought they may have just been like old circulated footage or possibly taken out of context. It's just one of those kind of things I never really talked about. It's just kind of goofy. But it seems that this is actually a normal thing and they, and, and it's something they allow and they, they allow their men to get. <laughs> it's, it, it, I know it sounds, it sounds crazy. They do this to have them stay there and train, which actually seems somewhat counterproductive. Ну естественно все слегка податые, да, мягко сказано. И когда мне говорят, вы представляете, они же приехали пьяные, говорю, слушайте, я вас умоляю. Я видел, как первую набирали, во вторую, как мы запасников даже призывали на этот на сборы, ну партизан просто народе. Я вообще там никогда в жизни трезвых не видел. Ну это правда, так у нас в стране всегда было. Ну. Надо просто обеспечить порядок. Они-то все шарахаются, говорю, хранят, понятно. Даже те, кто податы, радостно спят в палатке. Сейчас проспятся и дальше пойдут радостно, уверенно учиться военному делу. Ну так было всегда и будет, ну хоть ты убейся. Now, I don't really know what... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be that guy here and, and point out the obvious to the Russians and give them some hints on how they should probably train their men but looking at the current state of their military inside of Ukraine, I would probably rethink the idea of letting everybody get drunk while they're there to study military tactics. But there seems to be a, a, a pretty significant gap in their ability to defend an area or just really go on an offensive or make like a productive movement as a whole. That's just me, though. Probably should put down the old vodka and just start actually teaching. Developed by top cybersecurity specialists and IT engineers in 2019, Atlas VPN was created to make internet accessible and secure for everybody. Currently, it has more than 6 million users worldwide. This is the best VPN deal in the market. Everyone can enjoy the most affordable online protection for just $1.99 per month with three months for free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Unlock your favorite content from all over the world. If you can't answer friends... Or, or you can't get your legendary shows you want on Netflix while being abroad. Hey, that's not a problem because Atlas VPN got you covered. Okay, I use it all the time. I search crazy stuff on the web. I've used it when I was overseas in Europe this, this past summer. I could actually watch some shows here inside of the, that were supposed to be in the United States. I couldn't get them over there. I could then. You guys can keep your Google searches private. If you guys are looking for something on Google with Atlas VPN, you can search the web with real and organic search results and do it without tracking your activity. Stop ads and malware. Atlas VPN blocks all malicious links, ads, and trackers and notifies you when someone is trying to steal your data. Save some coins while shopping online as well. Get the best deals while shopping for your subscription like Netflix and Spotify, airlines, hotels, and more. Protect unlimited devices. Atlas VPN protects all your devices with one single subscription. Right now, you guys can get Atlas VPN because they're running a huge discount. It means you can get a three-year subscription for just $1.99 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That is right. Huge discount time. 
three-year subscription for just $1.99 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So click the link at the very top of the description. Get your Atlas VPN subscription right now for just $1.99 a month. Like I said, go to get.atlasvpn.com forward slash speak the truth. Get it. Get it to it. Now, do you think it's possible for a country or, I guess, people to be so filled with self-pity over their failed so-called military operation that they're now claiming or trying to claim that Ukraine is going to be declaring war on Russia? Like, just let me say that out loud once again. It sounds really goofy. Ukraine is going to be declaring war on Russia. Происходит в связи с тем, что Россия оккупировала, уже даже не оккупировала, они говорят, аннексировала, аннексировала uh -huh. эти районы, поэтому Украина начинает войну за освобождение территории. Не какую-то специальную операцию, а именно войну. Вот объявление да. войны России. Да. Это значит, они оставляют за собой право нанесения ударов по городам Российской Федерации. А это будет нанесено еще в большей степени. Нет, нет, я имею в виду да. даже не Белгород, там Курск и Брянск, которые там близко. А там, я не знаю, Москва. Да, да, конечно. Ага. Конечно. Это уже другое. Я сейчас говорю, это другое состояние, состояние войны. Так, а вот хорошо да. бы понять, могут они это делать чем-то или нет. Я... So every single person that has met an individual like this in your life, you have, I promise you, where things don't go their way and they instantly try to play the pity card. And that's exactly what Russia is doing right here. They're also trying to lay the groundwork for the idea that Ukrainians will be targeting the cities inside of Moscow, or excuse me, like Moscow inside of Russia, and may start to actually push this agenda to give them to, to, to possibly give them the right to actually utilize some sort of nuke in the future. I know I, I say nuke with, with quotes, but that's, that's, the, that's the groundwork they're trying to lay. And they're trying to get this across the border, maybe like hitting Moscow directly. That's not going to be the case. Ukrainians aren't trying to go into Moscow. They're not going to be going after these cities. They just want the Russians out of their country. Не помню прецедент вообще в мировой истории, когда в состав государства принимались территории, которые мы не контролируем. Здесь так вот легко вы, Андрей, сказали, ну, значит. Это не, как, не я мы, сказал, я нет, цитировал. Когда мы да. целиком ее да. типа оставили. Это, это а. сказали в Запорожье, по-моему, в это Владимир Рогов Но, говорил, вот им это что после говорит. того, как оставшиеся угу. территории будут освобождены, да. там да, тоже вот, будет проведен. После того, как оставшиеся территории да. будут освобождены. Очень тяжело спорить с мечтателями, которые живут вот в таком своем мире, когда будут освобождены. Но я вижу э, динамику развитие боевых действий сейчас на фронте. Но мы не говорим про то, что происходит вокруг Лимана. Ну, не будем говорить. Но, Почему? тем не менее, сейчас стоит просто диковато рассуждать, как мы освободим Запорожье, 710 тысяч жителей, когда мы еще не знаем толком, честно говоря, положа руку на сердце, вот любой из, из нас, выйдя в гримерку, я думаю, признает, что он не знает, поможет ли мобилизация или нет нам переломить ход боевых действий. Пока все складывается не очень хорошо. Легко Ответить. говорить, ну после освобождения Запорожья, вы попробуйте освободить его, учитывая, как все складывается. And you know what the best part of these segments are? I really enjoy seeing the faces of these hosts when they have someone like that goes on and it has it's, it it goes against what they believe in like it's, it's something the normal person actually agrees with like how do you plan on liberating these areas exactly like that's the question he's asking he's like i'm in the makeup room i am asking you right now how is this going to happen no one wants to answer also can we just note how large these rooms are i i don't know i don't know why i never noticed that till now but these rooms they produce these shows in are absolutely massive and everybody's always so far apart from it. it's like they're having to yell at each other just to have a conversation It is kind of strange. Never really noticed that till now. Every one of them, they're always either standing up or like sitting down with no desk in front. They're just like awkwardly sitting there. 
не очень хороших новостей. Вот. Но, слава богу, не, не, не приходится о них молчать. Вот, как это было с Харьковской перегруппировкой. Официально Минобороны сообщила, что Красный Лиман наставлен. А, ну вот объясните нам, а, ждали вы этого, не ждали, закономерно это было, ожидаемо, почему это случилось. Ну мало того, что мы не наступаем, в общем, уже несколько месяцев как, так вот и мы отступаем. Что происходит? Я не могу объяснить сдачу Красного Лимана. Отличный ответ. Откровенно. Не могу объяснить с точки зрения военного. Когда, наверное, это такой знаковый рубеж, ведь он не только военный, он еще и политический. Мне не сильно понятно, откровенно, почему за все это время не оценили правильную обстановку. Почему за все это время не приняли решение по усилению той группировки, которая обороняла Лиман. Вы понимаете, как бы они героически не сражались, есть элементарный расчет силы средств, который показывает, возможно этот Лиман удержать или невозможно. Проблема состоит у нас в повальном докладе хорошей обстановки, ну и повальном вранье. Эта система, она не снизу вверх идет, а сверху вниз. И надо понимать, что... Ну что, Андрей Викторович, у нас пропало изображение с вами. Давайте мы переподключимся. Андрей Викторович, вы с нами? We have seen this guy many, many times, and he's always preaching how powerful the Russian military is and how they need to actually nuke the West to show their strength. He used to run the uh, southern district of Russia's and like their entire military. Uh, yeah, that's what that's all this guy did. Like he's he's hard headed. He's he's big. Oof, he's big. This is the first time he seems a bit disgusted though by the actual Russian military and their ability to do anything productive whatsoever. You could just see it in his face. It's also very strange how his connection decided to cut out in the middle of him actually saying something negative. That's the first time I've ever heard him say anything negative that shed any type of light of exactly what uh, needs to be happening or what is actually happening. They never are able to share like legit things that are happening on the ground. Like if they're bad. He started to talk about that because I've said this before. All the reports they ever get are good. They, like I've said this a few times, if you're not if you're not able to come to the realization that you are making mistakes, then how do you know when you're actually doing something that's right in the first place? And that's what their biggest concerns are. They're they're afraid to voice their opinion up, which I would assume why they are. In Russia, you might end up falling off the top of a building if your opinion or if 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 what you're saying isn't correct and you're not doing your your job right. How many people have we seen just randomly fall off six six story high building? Somehow this gentleman fell out of the window. No idea how he did that. My God, why did his car just explode? That's weird. He used the wrong fuel. So this next piece is actually going to get, uh, it's going to be the last bit of media stuff we, we will share with you guys on this episode. But I, it's something I think we should, he, uh, should, should let you guys hear. And soldiers take on the situation inside of Lyman as it's actually unfolding. И как? Нормально, нормально все. Слава богу, звонил. Ты такой весь запыханный. Мы в кольце люпа, нам пи***а скоро. 
Ой, там сказали, что вы держитесь. Вот приказ на смерть, да? Люк, Люк, я просто позвоню, попрощаться позвоню. Нет, нет, нет. Никого не говори. Слышишь, никого не говори вообще. Тут, тут пиздец, короче, полный. У вас мало там? У нас осталось вообще с моей группы, с разведгруппы. Блять, нахуй я говорил. Вы или пришли, короче. Что пришли? Еле пришли. Да я с тобой наговорюсь, хотя бы хотя бы две минуты. Мне уже похеру, нахуй, на эту связь, в рот его ебать, пускай нахуй пеленгует. Пускай, пускай нет. сюда прилетит, в рот его ебать. Нет. All right, so whoever runs the Defense of Ukraine account, their Twitter account, which is an actual government account, Ukrainian government account, is trolling the Russians on another level that we have never seen before. And what I mean on another level, oh my God. I, I, I'm going to read this thing verbatim because it's pretty damn savage, to be honest with you guys. Like, And this is it right here. We thank the Ministry of Defense of Russia for successful cooperation in organizing the Izium 2.0 exercise. Almost all Russian troops deployed to Lyman were successfully redeployed either into body bags or into Ukrainian captivity. We have one question for you. Would you like a repeat? So that right there is the most f*** you thing I think I've ever heard coming from anyone like even more so like a government account. I mean, that's that's like that's like spitting in their face, letting them know. And if you guys have not figured this out by now, uh, by now, this like this far into an episode, I, I really have no hope for you as in life as like ever. But Lyman has been liberated completely. Just so if you haven't figured that out, six or seven or eight minutes, however many minutes deep we are, it has been liberated completely. I've read a few comments, by the way, from people who have been asking why I don't upload every single day. And honestly, there's a few reasons why. One of them being these episodes take me quite a long time to put together. And I've learned that allowing things on the ground to actually come to some sort of fruition has allowed me to make better judgment calls like the one I just made this last week that actually says Lyman was going to fall by the end of the weekend, and it did. So I see, I see too many people who make these statements about um, movements on the ground that then have to retract them or don't even do so, and they're completely incorrect. And I don't want to be that guy. That's not it. That's the, we haven't been like that. I would rather wait an extra 12 hours or so, let the correct information actually come out, and then feed you something that you have to, then I have to actually take back. I don't want to do that because rushing out to make a video on a situation that isn't confirmed just ends up ruining the credibility of this channel. So I hope that makes a little bit of sense. Now, for what the Russians have been doing, they've been retreating over the last 12 hours or so. It's been a brutal retreat because the Ukrainian military has not paused one bit and has actually fallen them right back into Crimea. All right, so this is the current map. All right, Izium 2.0. So here's Izium. We know that the Ukrainians took Izium about two weeks ago or so. They did push across the Donetsk. Okay, they've been pushing and they've been pushing and they've been pushing. They've been doing a really good job, clearly. All right, we got to this point in our life. Now, Lyman. Here's Lyman. For everybody who doesn't know, there it is. Look at the Russians' uh, retreat back to Crimea. And then you have the Ukrainians still pushing north, which they're going to continue. I believe so. We're going to talk about it here in a second. There's currently heavy fighting taking place in the edge of Nevesky, Kremnia, and Dibrova. Okay, Dibrova is right here on the southern side. Now, we know that there was an element that moved out of Bilovrika that moved north. Now, I'm going to go on a limb here. 
and say, I do believe by the time this video goes up, Dubrovnik will be possibly liberated or by tomorrow. And the Ukrainian military will continue north at the current rate. It, it's, it's extremely fast, like extremely impressive, to say the least. And I'm actually curious as to how the Russians have their defensive line set up along the P-06 route. They have spoke up separate uh, on separate occasions now, like multiple times. This main route right here. I am curious. How do they have it set up? Because their, their current situation alignment was not very good. I still believe there will be an area that we're going to see heavy fighting take place due to the significance of this area. But how strung out along this main route, this main P-06 route I'm talking about, are the Russians really, like, how, how hard is this thing going to be to defend for them? Like, I do know one of the other concerns that they have right now is that the mobilized troops that they actually brought into this area are clearly not helping any sort of way because they had 500 or so of these newly arrived ones, these newly arrived mobilized men, refused orders to fight and actually surrender their positions during the retreat. Now, the same individual I told you guys about uh, that I would call an influencer, I think it was about a week or so ago, he said the uh, a Ukrainian war influencer, he stated that he believes that Ukrainians have actually taken 5,000 total Russian POWs. Uh, by the way, this is this this is one of the reasons why I've actually wanted to shift in my thoughts and how I put together these videos and putting some time between the episodes because I see the same information that he is seeing, but he doesn't let the thing actually come to fruition and actually set in and become real. He just throws it out there and hopes it sticks. Uh, I'm fairly confident the Ukrainian military didn't take 5,000 POWs because the last number I could actually get pinned down was the Russians, uh, this was about 48 hours ago, Bo, uh, 48 hours ago from now, was they only had 3,500 troops inside of this area. And I think I actually said this inside the, the, my previous episode. So it, that 5,000 number is impossible to touch. So that's, that's why I, I kind of like giving it the extra 12 hours. It makes a little bit of sense. You don't look like a, an idiot, pretty much. Now, one, one more thing that the Russians have been having to think about on this, this, this during, or what they did during this retreat, excuse me, was they actually blew a bridge trying to cover their own retreat, okay, they literally blew, or excuse me, blew the bridge in Torsky right here, that that left all their men in Zarichny and, and to the west. They they left those troops behind. So the Russians have been retreating north out of here. I know I don't have it indicated on this map, but it's pretty clear. But they are moving this way, and I'm going to show you guys another thing. They're moving men down and then over to. Now, this main road that we're about to speak of, this is the area. This is going to be pretty big deal right here, okay? You know, I'm going to go ahead and zoom in. So you guys see these crossroads that are here? All right, look at that. All right, very important. The Russians have been retreating out of Tierney, heading north, and they're stopping in Makvika, which is that, that crossroads right there which I believe will be the next area where we will see the heaviest fighting take place. And I say that because it is the crossroads that they will need to desperately hold. And I've seen them shift men from Civitov area down and over to this area. Okay, it's a strategical significant spot in regards to the roads that actually lead out of there. If they lose this town in particular, they will actually give the Ukrainians an easy route or an easier pathway to getting to the P-06 route, which would effectively cut off their men in Kremnia from actually receiving any support from any of the northern elements. So if they're able to actually get through, take this town, they're going to be able to get to this P-06 out very, very easily. 
it'll be a lot easier for them to get to that route or get to this route going this way than actually pushing up like this. There's no roads inside this area, so it's going to be very difficult to get their tracks and their, and their men across this open field. So the most likely course of action is to take this town. Okay, So we're certainly going to see this massive battle take place on the southern portion um, of Crimea. Okay, I'm also very confident the Russians are having issues with hitting the Ukrainian artillery in this area as well because the Ukrainians have been successfully targeting all the routes leading into Lyman prior to them taking it, and they've been hitting the Russians effectively as they've been retreating, which have been causing the, the Russians to disperse a bit more than they would have actually hoped. So we're talking about when they were moving in Albilovica, the Ukrainians are moving up, they're hitting all these routes. Remember I was telling you guys about this? They were able to effectively touch every single route leading out of this area so, as the Russians were exfilling, they were getting targeted by our artillery, okay? So, they moved. We've gotten to the point to where the Ukrainians have moved in. The Russians have started to move out. But now, those same artillery pieces are inside this area being able to target Crimea and all the same routes leading out, okay? They're able to touch everything. So, the same thing's happening. They're, they're just... The next 48 hours, the, I want to say the next three days, but I, I, I don't want to make any more judgment calls, but we're going to let this thing unfold over the next 48 hours. And, and I think Crimea and the, the town of Makvika is going to be the two areas we see the heaviest fighting take place over the next week or so. Now, the eastern side of Ukraine isn't really going to, uh, it's going to be decided in the coming days because if the Russians aren't able to hold the city of Crimea, then they will actually give the Ukrainians the ability to get within range of hitting all the routes leading out of Severnodesk. So... Clean this up. I know we're talking hypotheticals here, but it is a possibility because we've got to this point. If the Ukrainians are able to take Crimea, then they're able to touch all of these routes, by the way, that lead out of Severnodesk with bigger artillery, of course, which is going to it's going to put them, I think, from the furthest route out is going to be 19 miles out of the city of Severnodesk. We also haven't heard much from the Ukrainians that have been attempting to push out of uh, Kupiansk, by the way, which is going to be up here. Just the ones that are moving out of Kupiansk. I do know that these men up here, the fighting has been fairly heavy and they've been making progress daily. This is another crucial area for the Russians to hold because if they don't, then the outcome that we just saw inside of Lyman, the whole line collapsing behind them uh, while they try to retreat is going to happen. Like, you still got to ask yourself, though, how much more embarrassment and defeat will Putin take before he decides to actually hit the button that no one wants him to hit? Shifting out of out of line and moving south, there, nothing has happened along this entire line. Pretty much the same stuff we've seen in the last couple months. The same fighting's taking place in Solidar, Bakhmut, all that. So I'm going to shift over to Kyrgyzstan. All right. So everybody doesn't know. Nothing's happened along this line. This is actually the area we spoke about earlier, the Zabzergia area. We're like, oh, why don't you just go and take it? Well, they haven't done anything there. So we're going to go shift over to Kyrgyzstan. So Kyrgyzstan. Zolota Baka. All right. It is confirmed that another offensive push has actually started inside of the northern side of Kyrgyzstan, where the Ukrainians have liberated this town and are attempting to push south from this area as well as just west of there in Kreshnevika. So out of here as well. So they are trying to attempt to push south. Well, I just made like a happy face. But they're trying to push south. I also forgot to tell you guys that the Russians apparently took uh, the guy who actually runs a nuclear power plant in Zapsergia hostage, but I couldn't find they were like why they were taking him. Or why they decided to snag this guy, but apparently they did it so. So, hope you guys did enjoy this video over here today, this episode. Please go check out the sponsors video. Other than that, I love you guys. I'm out. I'll catch you here in a day or so.